This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Kurt, how are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you for taking the time to hop on. So much to get into I guess let, let's get Joel Embiid out the way. I mean, if we want to say out the way, uh, I ain't too optimistic on the Sixers the rest of the season. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is this man coming back? A knee flap, meniscus flap? What's the real deal? Probably not. I mean, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be one on the radio. But that type of injury, that type of flapping, what I've been told um, by doctors is that usually means a repair and a repair would mean um, he's done for the season. It, it, you know, nobody knows without ever looking at it exactly, but it sounds like they're trying to be optimistic that maybe he could come back, you know, in time for the playoffs or something, but most likely that's not the case. Uh, and if he's out, well, then the Sixers have, you know, their, their trade deadline is different. Everything is different because they're just they're, they're they're not going anywhere without him. Well, Kurt, it looks like a, a failed process to me. I mean, as as Joel Embiid gets older, it would take like a a, a, a lightning strike to turn this around. I, I can't imagine him getting healthier as he gets older. And we already know Ben Simmons is out the door. Is this not catastrophic for the Sixers? Not just in the present. But in the way down in the future, I'm talking two, three years from now, they're going to have to start again. I don't know if they're quite there yet. Remember, this is a team that has set itself up to have max cap space next summer. Um, they can basically rework the roster around Embiid and Maxi next year. I, I think they're going to have to take some. They're going to have to make some hard decisions, and Embiid's going to have to make some hard decisions about possibly playing a little lighter. Um, you know, he's not, I don't, he's not heavy. He's not like, a, but would he be better off a little lighter? But also, this may ultimately be a Dwayne Wade late in his career situation, right? Where you're like, man, we're just not going to worry about the 65 games and the awards. I, I You know, we're, we're going to have to say he plays 55, 60, whatever it is we need to do to get him healthy to the playoffs and then hope that that works. And, and if they can get a third guy in this summer, you know, Maybe they can rebuild around it. But you are right about this. At his age, as a big man, their window's shrinking. Like, there's just not, there's not a long time to do this. They're going to have to do it in the next couple of years, and they're going to have to make some real bold moves this offseason. Kurt Heelan is here with us, covers the NBA lead writer for NBCSports.com. You, you want to talk about Joel Embiid on the opposite end of the spectrum is obviously LeBron James, still balling out at, at 39 years old, certainly yeah. not the player he was a decade ago, but still one of the best in the game. A lot of talk about him, his future, what the Lakers do on Thursday. What do you find to be most likely come trade deadline? Are the Lakers getting a, a small guard? Are they getting anything? What say you? They will make some move. 
DeJounte Murray's not out of the question, and that's probably the biggest name that gets moved if, if he does around the deadline. Like, that's – look, I know we're kind of used to blockbusters at the deadline, and Kyrie Irving came up relatively last minute last year. I'll just say, talking to people around the league, that's not happening this year. It, it's – Zach Levine's off the table, which means, the, again, DeJounte Murray is probably the best player who might get moved, and you're talking about a – one-time All-Star four years ago. Um, and he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but like we're not getting that blockbuster this year. Um, and it's, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know that the Lakers might try to get him, but it's more likely, and they get Royce O'Neal or something and make some moves around the edges. And that team's, they can rise up for a moment. You saw it in New York last night. You saw it with the in-season tournament, right? But like, do you really think that they can sustain that for one full series of seven games, two full series? Yeah, they'll probably get smacked out of the postseason. It's, it's, it's what's yeah. most likely. And so uh, thinking about that, Kurt, this just leaves us with a giant question mark over the status of LeBron with the Lakers come July. No, yeah. or do you think it's likely that he absolutely stays? It's not absolute. Um, he's going to want changes. He's going to want it. Look, he's just at the point in his life where he wants to compete for at the highest level. I don't know, though, that that means he's he's not opting into the fifty-one million that he's not going to live in Southern California with. Uh, you know, um, I, I I don't know if Ronnie's going pro. I'm not going to pretend to to answer that question. But his Bryce, his younger son, is still here. Um, I don't know that he's really willing to. That's it. I'm going to pack it up and go back to you know, Miami or Cleveland or, or you know somebody said where, name your team where he, he lifts them up to contender status. I just don't know that he's willing to do that. Um, I think what you're seeing the last week with the emoji tweet and the Knicks towel and all this stuff is kind of classic passive aggressive LeBron, right? Like trying to pressure the team without pressuring, you know, without oh man, those, whatever the front office does, I'm here for the guys in the locker room, and he sends all sorts of subtle messages. This is just how he operates. Kurt Heelan is here with us, NBC Sports lead basketball writer. You, you mentioned Zach Levine. We know he's now out with a foot injury. Uh, how his career continues on is, is certainly not looking good for where he's at. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, as they move forward, they've been a better team without him. They also have DeMar DeRozan on an expiring contract. Is there a possibility that DeMar moves on elsewhere? Are the Bills just going to hold on to him as his contract expires? That's a really good question. It kind of looks like it, and I don't, you know, I don't get it. Um, it seems like it seems like they were ready to start moving, breaking up the stuff. Like they're they're insistent on keeping from what I've heard. They are really insistent, unless you're going to bowl them over with some sort of Godfather offer, of keeping Alex Caruso. Why? And, and nothing against Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso, though, a strong defensive guard who can give you. 20 to 25 minutes a night. Um, his knees don't put up with much more than that. He's built for coming off the bench on a contender, right? Like, if you, there's uh, pretty much every playoff team could plug Alex Caruso in and he helps. They're going to keep him because he's part of the future? I just, I don't really get what they're doing. I get that they can't trade Zach Levine and they're going to have to be a little patient with that. Um, his contract's huge. Like you said, there's injury histories. They're just, they're not going to be able to move him maybe in the off season, but I don't know why you're keeping DeRozan. I don't know why you're not pivoting towards a rebuild right now. You don't necessarily have, 
you don't have to tear it all the way down, but you've got to start pivoting because this, this, I mean, what are they, the eighth or ninth seed right now? I haven't looked at the standings this morning. Yeah, um, number nine, going nowhere. Yeah. Playing elimination, if that. Yeah, it's like, hey, if everything comes together for us, we can make the play-in? Really? That's what you're going for? You're Chicago, man. You should be better than that. Kurt Heenan is here with us, NBCSports.com, lead NBA writer. When you think about the teams that are actually or will have an, an actual legit shot to, to win a championship, we know Boston sits at the top in the east, and Milwaukee is still trying to get it together defensively. On the west, you have some young teams at the top there. No strong indicator that they're going to you know, be the same when we get to, to, to playoff basketball. What do you see happening or most likely to happen uh, with the East and West as we kind of draw towards the finals? Look, Boston's the team to beat, but they are a flawed team. Um, anybody who watches them knows, and, and I'm not the only person saying this, for a team with that much talent, they rely way too much on the, on the three ball. and not, They don't work it inside out. They don't get their three-pointers cleanly sometimes. They degenerate into isolation at the end of games, and they're because of how they get their threes, their ability. When when they don't hit the threes, it's like that game against the Bucks, where just they completely fall apart, right? Like it, it, the shooting variance is such a big factor in their games, and it shouldn't be. They should be better than that, and I think that gives the Bucks hope um, because maybe they can get their defense together. But it should also give like the Knicks and the, the Cavaliers. By the way, I think. With all the hype around the Knicks in New York, like people have been sleeping. The Cavaliers have been playing pretty much just as good as them for a month now and have really great talent as well. Those teams could sneak in. Like, one of those teams could be in the Eastern Conference Finals. One of those teams could really threaten Boston. So I, the Celtics are still kind of the team to beat, but the door is open in the East. And in the West, the bar is Boston. Uh, Boston. The bar is... Denver, right? Like, you know Denver's going to be good in the playoffs. They've got Jokic. They've got the best player on the planet. Their starting five is is as good and as balanced as it gets. But I think the Clippers are a legit threat to them with all the caveats that come with the Clippers. Like, they got to be healthy. James Harden's got to rise up. And he doesn't even have to rise up. He's got to be the third best player on this team. But he's, he's got to be there in the playoffs for them. And that said, you watch them play, and I, you know, I'm out here in LA. I see them a lot. I, I've got the scars from picking them too many times, but man, it feels like they could be in that mix. Like they're, they strike me as the team that's like the biggest threat to Denver in the playoffs. Oh, you, you mentioned uh, the Phoenix. Oh, excuse me, you didn't mention the Phoenix Suns. We certainly know it's, it's. I don't yeah. want to say surprising. Bradley Beal is playing with Devin yeah. Booker with Kevin Durant. Uh, do you think that they can be right there in that mix, or is there still uh, some depth that needs to get worked out, which we might see on Thursday? Yeah, we, we could. Uh, they're looking for depth. They're looking for defense. The problem is that, like a few teams, like the Bucks, they just so – they wasted – no, wasted. They used so much draft capital to get their stars and so many – they just don't have that much to trade. Um, I'm – they're very good. I think they can win a series – I'm not sure they can win two. I'm not sure that their defense and depth is just going to be good enough when really put to the test. Um, and that said, there are times you watch them and think, man, that offense, like, who's going to stop them when they're really rolling? And their numbers when, when their big three are on the floor are fantastic. I just, I'm not sure that they get there. When you get to that second round, right, it's a higher level, right? You're down to the eight best teams, the four, you know, the four in each conference. 
that's a really high level of basketball, and that's where that defense. I just I've got a feeling it comes back to bite them. I'm just not sold that they can that the offense can power them through that. No, I'll tell you this, Kurt. It's nice to to watch a league right now, and an injury is unfortunately always a factor. But there is yeah. there's so much parity. It's very difficult to take a look at one team and just say, hey. They are the favorites above and beyond to go ahead and win a championship. I think it's good for basketball. I think it's good for the fans. So we, we got to wait to see who comes out on top. Exactly. I don't, there, there is no, there's no 2017, 2018 Warriors out there, are there? Like this is, there's, there's, there's a few teams. I mean, like I said, Denver's the bar. Whoever wins it, even if you're talking about Boston, like Denver's the bar. You got to be better than Denver in the playoffs. But how many teams do we think could really actually – I think there's a number of teams that could do that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. We're going to get past this trade deadline. We're going to get through Indianapolis. We're going to finish up with March Madness and then be on our way uh, to the postseason. Hey, Kurt, I want to thank you for taking the time to hop on, man. You, you, you looking forward to Indianapolis? You know, it's not a place I've spent a lot of time, so I think it'll be fun. Um, it's, it's a fun venue, and, man – you know what? Is it just me? Like, I enjoy All-Star Saturday way more than Sunday. Wow. So, like, the three-point contest and the Anescu-Curry shootout and the dunk contest, that's more fun to me than the game itself. Like, man, I, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Tell them to shoot from the same three-point line, okay, uh, between Anescu and... I she wants uh, to. I, somebody told me she wants to. I, don't, I know originally she wasn't going to, but I don't know if that's changed. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out. It, it's gonna be an interesting spectacle. I, I heard that Victor Wimbenyama is gonna participate in skills. Uh, so yeah, you know, we'll, yeah, he's we'll, supposed to be out there. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And and maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll get an interesting dunk contest. But I've I've stopped holding my breath on that for about I don't know almost twenty years. Now. It, it, two years in a row, it seems feels like I'm asking too much. But let's hope. Hey, look, I mean, hey, if we're bringing in guys from the G League, then they can bring in one of these Sprite dunkers, you know, just bring a guy. I, you know what, I've, I, I've been saying for years that there's no reason this should be the exclusive domain of NBA guys. I know uh, there's reports tonight that, that Jalen Brown might want to do it. I think McClung's doing it again. Um, but why not, man? Like, I, I want to be entertained. If that means you bring in some professional dunkers, let's see what they're doing. Yeah, well, we know the NBA wants to highlight its own stars. Hey, Kurt, thank you for taking the time to hop on. Where can people follow you and your work with NBC Sports? Yeah, just if you head to NBCSports.com, and we've got a um, trade deadline tracker up. All all the latest news, rumors, and, you know, once we get some trades, they'll be up there, too, with quick breakdowns. So one-stop shopping for all your, your trade deadline news, man. Love it, love it, love it. Mr. Pro Basketball Talk himself. Hey, Kurt, enjoy yourself out in Indianapolis. Look forward to talking to you down the line, okay? Looking forward to it, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.